Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. Can you believe we are right here at the end of 2023? How fast is time going? Uh, just been an, an amazing year. Uh, seen some highs, seen some lows, gone through some challenges, had some victories. We've all been in that type of situation. Uh, this was probably the, the, well, not probably, definitely the most challenging year I've ever experienced. But you know what? We always have the victory in Christ. Isn't that good news? God is so good and so gracious. I've said it for many, many years that God is good to Chad, and I just continue to see it just on an amazing, amazing level of the goodness and graciousness of God towards me, toward me and my family. And, and I just want to say a special thank you to all of our partners. Without you guys, we could not do what we do. We would not be able to accomplish the things that we did. And not just from a financial standpoint, I'm also talking about from the standpoint of prayer from your encouragement, the, the notes, letters, emails, messages that we've gotten through social media. You guys have just, just been absolutely amazing. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for being with us, standing with us uh, through everything that happened with uh, Lacey earlier on in the year and now with the addition of uh, April and just a wonderful, wonderful blessing of God in mine and Jake's life and also her children, Savannah and Logan. We're so excited and thrilled to see what God has done and bring in restoration, uh, restoring hope and restoring peace and love in mine and Jake's life. And, and so, so very thankful for all of your encouragement and support through all of that. I just, I can't imagine having to do that uh, alone and without you all. So thank you so very much for being there for us and being with us. And thank you for being a partner in the ministry and helping us to do everything that we've been able to do just so much was accomplished this year, ranging from book translations to a lot of different conferences. And, you know, one of the things our partners do for us is enables us to cover all of our costs. Uh, that's one thing that was just on my heart in the very beginning when we began to do this. I wanted to cover all of our travel costs so that we could just go be a blessing to churches and be a blessing to different ministries. So it's not about a budget. It's about being a blessing. And I just love it that way. It's freeing that way. That we can go wherever we want to, wherever we feel like we need to, whether, whether it's big or small, uh, we're led by the Lord, not by money. And so it's a great way to live and it's a great way to do ministry. And uh, we're able to do that because of our partners. So if you're a partner with us, thank you so very much. If you'd like to be a partner with us, you can very simply go to chatgonzalez.com and you can go up to the partner page and uh, become a partner with us and just follow your heart. And we would be very, very appreciative for uh, whatever you decide to do. Uh, we love all of our partners, and uh, just so thankful for you. Hey, we've got a couple of big, big projects that are coming up. Uh, we're going to be announcing those in January, but one I want to tell you about, I can't give you all the details yet, but I can tell you this. We're going to be putting out uh, some amazing, amazing content starting in 2024 for children, uh, specifically ranging in those age ranges of 8 to 14. We're going to be very much targeting, targeting that age range, uh, ranging from... Uh, books, illustrated books, uh, to some books that are you know written more for that uh, ten to fourteen age range, kind of kind of in the in the style of the Diary of the Wimpy Kid type books, you know, for the preteens. 
We're going to be doing some stuff like that. We've got some uh, video content we're going to begin to put out. It's going to have its own social media channels. It's just going to be awesome. Uh, you know, everything that kids are going through right now, it's just crazy what's going on in schools. Uh, they attacks against identity and this and that. And so we're going to do our part and we're going to start creating some things there. And for our partners, we've got something that's just absolutely amazing that's specifically for you. And I can't wait to share that in a few weeks. And so be on the lookout uh, through social media and on our email list. If you're not on our email list, you can just go to our website and there's a little box that'll pop up. Put your name in there, put your email address in there. And that way you can stay up to date on all the wonderful things that are taking place. Lastly, I want to tell you about our very last meeting of the year. It's going to be at True Life Church in Greenville, Ohio. That's December 10th, Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. We're going to be up in Ohio. So all of you in that area, that region, especially those of you that are partners, we would absolutely love to see you here. We're going to finish off 2023 strong. So we're going to finish it up in Ohio. And, uh, and then we've got new meetings starting up in January. So you'd like to see what our schedule is for the year and it's filling up pretty fast you can simply go to the website or i would encourage you download our app it's an app for your phone or your tablet it's available for free you can go to google or the uh, apple play store and uh, get that to your phones and to your tablets and that way you can keep up to date everything that's going on you can access the healing academy you can watch the live streams you can get free partner content it's an amazing amazing app so i'd encourage you to download that and get that for yourself. All right, so let's get into our message for this month. This is something that actually comes from a, a message I got from someone just a couple of weeks ago. And as I was reading this message, it just really, it really hurt me. It really bothered me because I've been seeing this more and more. It's a very common question, but just this particular way that they worded it, it just really hurt my heart for them. And Basically, the message went something like this, that they've been experiencing dealing with some physical issues, and they were listening to a minister, and the minister told them that how their love walk goes is how their healing goes. In other words, that your healing, you receiving healing from God, your healing in your body is tied to your love walk. And so as a response to what that minister said, this person said they begin to examine their love walk, look at their love walk, try to better their love walk so that they could walk in healing. And it just hurt me in, in so many different levels because we have taken, yet once again, we've taken a spiritual truth that we need to walk in love. And we have turned it into a work, especially in the, the charismatic, spirit-filled faith circles. Yet once again, we have gone down this road of taking good spiritual principles, taking spiritual truths, taking things that we should incorporate in our day-to-day -day life, and we have turned them into a job in order to walk in the things or receive things that God has for us. The interesting thing is, you're just not going to find it in Scripture. I mean, I could be missing it. I could have missed it somewhere. I don't think that I have. I've looked all over the place. I haven't found it. If you found it, hey, let me know. But I want to want to show you a couple of things in this regard, because this is why I'm so 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 strong on this issue of our identity and our union with Christ. The more you begin to identify with Christ, 
the more we get away from the, the lunacy of the works that we begin to incorporate in our lives and in our spiritual lives. So the question is this. This is what I want to talk about this month. The question is this. Is my love walk tied to my walking and healing? Well, my answer is no. Why is that? I'm glad you asked. Well, number one is this. Your love walk is never going to be perfect enough. I want you to think about that. Your love walk is never going to be perfect enough. Every single one of us can improve in our love walk toward other people. Every single one of us can improve in the way that we control our emotions. Every single one of us can improve in the area of being slow to anger, being quick to forgive, being slow to be offended. We can all grow in that area. So my question is this, number one, if your love walk is tied to you walking and healing, at what point does your love walk get good enough? Where's the measuring stick on that? Where's the place where you get good enough in your love walk that now you can begin to walk in the healing that Jesus provided for you? Number two, my question is this. 1 Peter 2.24 says that you having died to sin so you could live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. If you were healed, if healing was provided for you through righteousness, then what does your love walk have anything to do with it? In other words, how can you receive something? How can you work for something that the Bible is telling you that you already have? See, to say that your love walk is tied to your healing walk, if you want to put it that way, is to blatantly say that you're not healed by the stripes of Jesus, that healing isn't already a done deal. To say that your love walk is tied to your walking and healing is to say that healing is something you still have to obtain, something you still have to receive. And that goes absolutely contrary to the scripture, especially when you begin to look at it through the lens of our identity and union with Christ. See, friends, you can't earn healing no more than you can earn your salvation. Could you earn your salvation? Let me ask you this. Does your love walk have to be good enough to get saved? Absolutely not. Well, then why would your love walk have to be good enough to walk in the benefits of your salvation that you received, not based on your love walk? I mean, it's just absolute lunacy. It is works that is clothed in faith, and it doesn't work. Look, Romans chapter 2 and verse 16, it says this, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ, and listen, and not by the works of the law. For the works of the law, by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. We are not justified by our works. We're not made righteous by our works. We're, if we're not made righteous by our works, and healing flows from, comes from, is provided from righteousness, then what does anything that I do have to do with me walking in what righteousness already provided? Again, my love walk has nothing to do with my being righteous. And if righteousness provides healing, 
then my love walk has nothing to do with my receiving, obtaining, and walking in the healing power of God. Again, does your love walk determine whether you could receive salvation? Absolutely not. Let me ask you this question. Did Jesus ever question someone's love walk before he healed them? And remember, every single person that came to Jesus was a sinner. I mean, if anyone's love walk was not good enough, it would certainly be theirs. They weren't even righteous according to our standards, according to the standard of what grace provides. Friends, you and I are in a far greater position with God. We are sons and daughters of God on this side of the cross. The people that were coming to Jesus weren't sons and daughters of God. They're slaves. They, they've got righteousness on credit. And the Gentiles that were coming to Jesus, they didn't even have a covenant. Did Jesus ever question their love walk? Did he ever tell them that they needed to work on their love walk? No. You don't see that in Scripture. What people do is they make this statement, well, Chad, you got to understand that faith, it works by love. Okay, well, let's take that statement, and it's a scriptural statement, but let's take that statement and let's keep it in context to what the Apostle Paul said when he made that statement. It's found in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Okay, but let's keep that in context to the entirety of what Paul says. Galatians chapter 1 or Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty in which Christ has made us free. Listen to that. Stand fast in the liberty which Christ has made us free. And don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace, for we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Now this is interesting because when you take that statement, faith works by love, and you put it in context to what Paul's talking about. Paul is saying, hey, don't get tangled up in all of this in your works. Stand fast in the liberty the freedom that Christ has given us. Don't be basing everything on works. We base it on faith in Christ. Notice what he says, in Christ. Circumcision or uncircumcision. In other words, in Christ, works doesn't produce anything, but faith working through love. Friend, who said that it's your love walk? Isn't it interesting that that's the way we've, we've interpreted that over the past? Well, you know, Chad, faith works by love. So, you know, you need your love walk to be strong so your faith is strong. Well, who said it was my love walk? No, 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 friends. It's not even about my faith. It's God's faith that I use, and it's God's love. Faith works by love. Friends, perfect, perfect love casts out all fear. And you've got to understand that my faith is not tied to my love walk. My faith is tied to Jesus's love walk. My love walk couldn't have got the job done. My love walk couldn't have produced salvation. It was Jesus's love for me 
that produced salvation. It was Jesus' love for me that produced righteousness. It was Jesus' love for me that produced healing. It was Jesus' love walk. And I put my faith in his love for me. See, great faith comes from a great understanding, a great awareness of the love that God has for us. Why are we always looking at us to determine who we are in him? Who said it was according to your love walk? The Bible doesn't say that. This is downright crazy to make this statement that faith works by my love. When in context, the Apostle Paul is talking about the direct opposite. We've taken the statement, faith works by love, and turned around to look at us and our works. And yet, in the context of what Paul is stating this, it's the direct opposite. He's saying, hey, keep your faith in Christ, not on your works. But what have we done? We took that one statement, flipped it around, and we began to look at us and base it on our works. It's absolutely crazy. We have turned our love walk into a work. We've turned our love walk into a work to receive from God. And yet, yet the direct passage from which we take that statement, Paul is emphasizing the opposite. You see, friends, if I'm not getting the results that I know that I should, I'm not going to look at me. The first thing that I look at is not me. If I'm not getting the results I know I should, I don't look to me. I look to him. I look to Christ. Why? Because the more I look at me, the more condemned I'm going to be. There's, there's no more condemnation to those who are aware. In Christ Jesus. Take the classic example of Peter walking on the water. What was Peter doing? As long as he had his eyes on Jesus. Here's Peter. He's a sinner. Here's Peter. I mean, if you talk about someone who needed to work on their love walk, it's the Apostle Peter. I mean, this guy, this guy had a temper. This guy would stick his foot in his mouth. He would say some wild things. If anybody needed to work on their love walk, it's the Apostle Peter. But what did this guy do? As long as his eyes were on Jesus, he is doing the impossible. He's walking in the supernatural. But as soon as his eyes get off of Jesus and onto him, himself, his circumstances, what happens? He steps outside of grace. And now he's stepped into works. And you know what? Works never works. So what do I need to do? If it's not working, what do I need to do? I need to put my eyes back on Jesus. Why is that? Because the more that I look at him, the more like him I will be. What does the Bible say? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's not a love walk problem, friend. It is an abiding problem. It's an awareness problem. I'm not aware of him for me, with me, and in me like I should be. I have to understand I am complete in him. So one of my favorite scriptures is Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, as you have received him, as you've received Christ, now walk in him. And then Paul goes on to talk about not being cheated. Why? Because you're basing... Your, your faith, you're basing your life on the principles of the world and all this high talk and philosophy and this and that instead of basing it on the foundation of who you are in Christ. And he goes on in verse 9 and 10, and says, Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him. You have to look at him to understand you because the moment you begin to start looking at you, that's the moment you're going to be condemned. That's the moment you're never going to be good enough. And Satan and all his little demon friends are going to be right there to celebrate the condemnation of you.
you need to understand who you are. And Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14 says you are perfect. I would encourage you to do a little word study on perfect, how you're perfect in Christ in the New Testament. Hebrews 10, 14 says, for by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Notice he's perfected how long? Forever, forever, forever in the eyes of God, you have been made perfect. Now, I love this scripture because it points out that we are still working out our salvation. We're being sanctified. But this is good news for you and I, that even while you and I are going through the process of sanctifying ourselves, even though we're going through the process of working out our salvation, even though we're going through the process of becoming more Christ-like, even though we're going through the process of increasing our love walk, getting better at our love walk, even though we're going through the process of learning to better control our emotions and have better soul control and not be as offended and not, not be as petty and, and be more forgiving and be more giving, even while we're working out our salvation, God still sees us as perfect. Why? Because he sees us through the blood. He sees us through the sacrifice of Jesus. He doesn't see us all by ourselves. He sees us in him. And for us to be in Christ, we have to be just as perfect, just as righteous, just as whole and complete as he is. And if I am, if I am complete, if I am whole, if I'm righteous, if I'm right, then that means my walking in the healing power of God, my, my walking in miracles is not tied to my love walk. Now, I will say, if you are a person that's constantly staying in a, in a state of being bitter and walking in for unforgiveness, then yeah, you know what? You can start to walk into some things, some bad stuff, and it began to affect your body. It began to affect your health. Why? Because ultimately, what sin does is, is it gets your awareness, your consciousness off the things of God. And the less aware you are of God, the more aware you are of the things of this world. And you begin to just walk in those things. But I would encourage you this. If you're not seeing the results that you should be, never look to yourself. Hey, there's some things that you need to change. Then the Holy Spirit he will speak up. He's your teacher, your leader, your guide in life, and he'll show you some things that you need to change. But friends, I'm telling you emphatically, there is nothing you can do to receive what Jesus has already given you. And especially in the area of healing, the way things have been talked about, the way things have been taught, it's any wonder we've even gotten to the place we are. It's really the grace of God. Because when you, when you take a step back and look at it, it's so confusing what people have done. People have been talking out of both sides of our mouth saying that you know, healing has already been provided, but now you've got to do all these things to get it. Well, friends, if you didn't have to do all those things to get saved, you don't have to do all those things to get healed. Why? Because healing is a byproduct of righteousness. And if your love walk is not tied to you becoming righteous, your love walk is not tied to you being healed. Why? Because again, you can't get something that Jesus already got for you. So, what do you need to do? Look at him. See him for who he is. See him as complete, perfect, righteous, and see yourself in the very same way. Praise God. Well, friend, I trust that that encouraged you, helped you, give you some light in that area, because ultimately it all comes down to who we are in Christ. You see yourself in him, man, you become a superman. You become unstoppable in this world. There's nothing that the curse, nothing that Satan can do to stop you. 
we have to give them permission. And way do we give them permission is stepping outside of the grace of God, stepping into words. So I just want to encourage you going into this Christmas season. Remember, it's the greatest story ever told that Jesus came down to become like you so you could become like him. It's the grace of God. Well, friends, Merry Christmas and have a great, great new year. We will see you in 2024. It's been an amazing year, but I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. God bless you, friends. Remember in Christ, we always win. We'll see you next year. Bye-bye.